0: Hello everyone. Um, welcome to the first ever audio version of Shitter Material. Um, I've never done this podcasting thing before. Um, never, so we'll see uh, how the audio even comes through. Um, not even gonna test it. I'm just gonna record this and see how it goes. Um, so yeah, first ever audio version of Shitter Material after multiple written versions in previous years. Um, not sure the original name translates as well to the podcasting world, since most people don't sit on the toilet for, you know, half hour, 45 minutes and listen to podcasts. Um, it is easier to print out a copy of, you know, material and take it with you to the porcelain throne uh, and get immersed in fancy content, um, you know, tailored for our one private league. Um, I would say this podcast would be easy to listen to on your commute to work, but you know it's uh, 2020 and no one's commuting right now. So I don't know when or where you'll listen to this, but uh, wherever you are, I appreciate you encouraging my passion of fantasy sports and gambling with my narcissism of thinking that other people care what I think. So uh, to begin, I am flying solo for this inaugural podcast. Hopefully in the future with more time and planning, some of you will join me um, I do appreciate the email responses that a few of you sent to me in the past couple of days. And again, maybe next year uh, with more advanced notice, uh, we can get more of that as well to uh, incorporate. Um, before diving directly into our league, i um, just going to quickly introduce myself, especially to those of you who don't know me at all, which really is most of you. Is I think I've met maybe half of you. Maybe Facebook friends with a couple of you, uh, but other than Rod, I don't think I've seen or talked to any of you in person uh, in at least 10 years or so. Um, I've always been a nerd for sports. Um, I think I started playing online simulation sports in like eighth grade, um, college basketball simulation. I started playing back then and still am now, 20 years later. Um, I'll always remember my first fantasy football team. It was right around that time, a random ESPN league with strangers Um, my self-proclaimed legendary status began that year I used my first round pick on Marshall Falk of the Rams Um, and then I had the uh, foresight to pick up uh, Kurt Warner off of waivers around week three or four when it was clear that this random grocer from Iowa may not be terrible after all and you know might be worth rostering uh so then my team led by Falk and Warner and uh I believe a rookie Tory Holt ran a rough shed over the rest of the league and uh to my for uh give me a championship in my first try. So it's my early memory of fantasy football and uh kind of helped fuel the addiction. So twenty years later, um initially went to college of sports journalism, worked for and co-hosted a sports talk radio show in college. Um Lots of experience writing long history papers, which I had to do basically in order to graduate uh, college since I fucked around for four years, to, to be honest, and that's uh, led me to be who I am. So someone who loves sports, fantasy sports, and has no problem writing about 10 to 12 page single space documents about a private fantasy football league. So that's why you're listening to me today. Now let's move on to why you're really here, which is finding out What I think of your team and uh, why Rod thinks your team sucks. So, um, give me just a moment here. I'm pulling up using a couple of computers here to try and go through a couple things I have open. Um, I'm just going to start by doing just a quick run through the draft itself. Um, So, just kind of looking at where um, general comments about through the rounds. So uh, first round um, probably mostly went according to according to plan. Christian McCaffrey, no doubt about number one pick this year. Uh, Saquon Barkley, consensus number two for the most part. Honestly, I would have went with Zeke um, last year. I took Zeke number one, even though Barkley was consensus uh, at number one as well. But uh, that's just my personal thoughts there. Uh, I think it was more touchdown upside. Derrick Henry, um, people you know, league winner last year after getting him late in the late in the draft. Alvin Kamara. Uh, Michael Thomas, uh, number six, definitely first receiver off the board. Clyde edwards helaire maybe a little high for Standard League, although week one, as we've seen, uh, looks pretty good there. And then uh, Tyree Kill, Dalvin Cook, Joe Mixon, Kenyon Drake, and Nick Chubb finished out the round. Um, lots of running backs at the end of the first round, early second round. Um, I think in all my 20 years, I've drafted a running back in the first round every single time. It's kind of what I do. Um, and when I did mock drafts, uh, from number 10, I was, Joe Mixon was a guy I really kind of narrowed in on as a guy I was hoping would be there at my pick. He was kind of sneaking up a little bit in ADP in the last uh, week or so leading up to our draft. And, um, I think he's in store for a big year. So I was pretty happy to get him at number 10. Um, one guy in the first round that I would not have personally gone for, um, Nick Chubb. So the uh, biggest reason there is just that, you know, last year started out great. Uh, once Kareem Hunt really got in there, uh, Chubb was more of like a low-end RB2 uh, from that point forward. So, you know, even if there's a better offense in Cleveland this year, which could could happen, maybe it's but not really a guarantee. Um, in the first round, I think you go for guys that you know are going to week in, week out, give you, you know, RB1 or maybe elite wide receiver production and uh, Chubb's the one guy in that group that I wouldn't have gone for, but that's why we all have our different opinions. Actually, like Austin Eckler-Moore, who was the top pick of the second round. Um, Patrick Mahomes, quarterback, goes the fourth pick of the second round. I would not have taken a quarterback before round three, but you know quarterbacks have gone in round two pretty consistently every year we've done drafts. Um, Lamar Jackson went a little bit, went a little bit later. Uh, Everything else there pretty standard. The tight ends, top tight ends go. Uh, so nothing really out of the ordinary there. Uh, moving into round three. Um, you know, nothing really, again, to be, uh, I don't really talk about it too much there. Jonathan Taylor moves into the middle of the third round. You know, a run on running backs. You know, Taylor has upside. I love him. I would have taken him in the third round too. Um, you know, so can't really fault that too much. Um, moving into round four, uh, a couple more tight ends go, uh, again, everything, nothing, nothing really worth commenting on round five, uh, cream hunt goes early round five. Um, probably a little bit running back desperation if I had to guess, uh, PPR leagues, definitely a guy to look at in later rounds, but not someone I would count on in the top five rounds for, you know, week in week out solid production. Um, but Nikhil here, Nikhil Harry, um, so Colin must really love Nikhil Harry. So, um, Cuddy actually sent over to me a document that kind of tracked, uh, Picks in our draft compared to the the ECR, the expert consensus ranks for um, a number of different people in the fantasy football world, and and uh, Harry was far and away the uh, the guy that was most out of place. Let's see if I can. Um, i trying to find that here in my email. So Harry was picked, I think at least a hundred picks above. Uh, his typical ECR, 98 to be exact. So ADP 152, he went number 54 in our league. So, you know, um, if he turns out to be an every week wide receiver two, great. Um, If not, that one may leave a mark. Uh, Let's see. I was really hoping to grab... uh, a strong wide receiver two in this round. Uh, but the last guy that was there that I really wanted was DK Metcalf, which uh, I believe Patrick grabbed about two picks before me. So that went ahead and had me speed up, I think to the earliest I picked a quarterback in about any draft I've been a part of as well. Um, this year, my thoughts on quarterbacks are that I really wanted to have one of the top five or maybe six and after that, it was, I really didn't see much of a difference of anyone from there, but I did think the top guys do carry some value. So I wanted to actually make sure, one of my plans was to make sure I got one of those top uh, quarterbacks, Dak Prescott, who I took, I think is clear number three. I think he can produce right up there with what we could see from Lamar Jackson or even Patrick Mahomes a little bit. And I got him three rounds later, so I'll definitely take that. Yeah. Um, Let's see, looking into the next round. Um, interestingly enough, round six, Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. So we'll see what happens from the Tampa backfield. I don't, still don't think we know. I think at the time we drafted, Fournette had just been signed, and we're all trying to figure out exactly what is going to happen there. Um, round seven, um, we start seeing some... Some of the higher-profile rookies, C.D. Lamb. Uh, I like. It's the guy that I was really once I drafted Dak was hoping to get maybe around, maybe as early as round eight, round nine. I think he went a little early, but he also could have a, a pretty big year. Uh, J.K. Dobbins, you know, could be a league winner if Mark Ingram gets hurt. I don't think he takes over the job all the way, but he also should be a flex, uh, maybe R.B. two. have some good weeks. Uh, Definitely a guy. Really wanted to get him in our keeper league, but uh, that did not work out. And then, let's see. This is the round where I took A.J. Green. So I now have him in both leagues this year after he frustrated me all of last season. Uh, He's supposed to be healthy now going into week one. We'll see. Uh, But if he could be a wide receiver too, that would definitely be big for me. Um, I took him right there, though, over Debo Samuel, who I was definitely going to take with my next pick. So I was very disappointed when uh, Jeff took Debo, I think even like just within two seconds after I picked Green. So he had Samuel loaded up, ready to pick there. So uh, I was definitely bummed there. So then I then took uh, Zach Moss, who I'm actually pretty surprised was still there in round eight. His ADP has really gone up. He actually went right before Devin Singletary, which, you know, I definitely had Moss higher on my board, which is why I took him. But um, I'm, I'm ecstatic to have him as my RB4, um, a guy who could step in if, uh, if needed. And then I don't think it's really important to go really any further than there. Um, Antonio Gibson, round, round eight there, is looking like that's going to be a pretty big steal after um, Washington would release Peterson, I think, the next day. So that was a a great uh, win for Colin. And then, let's see, some team defenses win round nine. I went with the IDP, Darius Leonard. um, Should far and away be the highest scoring IDP. Uh, But, you know, drafting an IDP in round nine is kind of crazy. I did it basically because I was, you know, kind of pissed that, you know, I just lost uh, the last couple of rounds, a couple of guys that, really on my target list to get, um, around those rounds. So I'm like, you know what, fuck it. I'm getting the top IDP and, um, we'll see what happens. Um, so yeah, so I think that's as far as really need to touch on as far as going through the draft. So now just to kind of look at each of the teams, my general, um, thoughts, so um let's see here so starting with noob east so um going down the list here lock it down so rod uh solid team name so just taking a quick glance here quarterback tom brady wide receiver juju and keenan allen rbs alvin kamara chris carson tight end traps kelsey uh, wide receiver, Flex, Devontae Parker, Marvin Jones. You've got J.K. Dobbins sitting there waiting, ready to go. Latavius Murray, Murray to back up Kamara. Um, a couple maybe upside guys later on, Sterling Shepard, um, Henry Ruggs. And um, going with a strategy, at least initially, of a one IDP. Honestly, something I've thought about doing, um, or at least uh, – well, I don't want to go too much into that, but um, – I, I, I see what you're doing there and I think it's an interesting strategy. So, um, also Cam Newton sitting there as well. So I think, uh, for, if you're going to take two QBs, uh, Cam's definitely a, a good target for an upside there. Uh, overall definitely like this team quite a bit. I mean, uh, for waiting a little bit on QBs getting Tom Brady, you know, could have a very big year in Tampa. Um, I'm a very casual Tampa fan living down here in this area now. Uh, Juju, like him, uh, he moved around my draft board quite a bit. But, um, you know, I don't know if he's going to be in wide receiver one. He definitely could be. So, you know, there's definitely the makings here of a, of a team I think could win. Uh, you know, this team will win if Juju and Keenan Allen definitely are top tier wide receivers. Um, Kamara and Carson should be an excellent running back uh, combination. Uh, Travis Kelsey I mean you have the top tight end so nothing you know that's all great and then uh, Parker and Jones are both you know very solid wide receivers to have in the flex spot so um, very good team uh, definitely I'll get into some rankings a little bit later on but uh, definitely I think uh, Rod's team will be one of uh, the favorites this year um, my, my 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 Corona so Neil. Solid team name there as well. So Patrick Mahomes-led uh, team, uh, wide receivers A.J. Brown and Robert Woods. Uh, like both of them. Uh, further down the list, Marquise Brown, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, I, I definitely think Brown has uh, a huge upside this year. He was a guy I was kind of targeting in drafts. I think he could have a a really big year. He was decent last year, kind of a boomer bust, but I think he might be a little bit more consistent this year while still having some of those big uh, weeks, so definitely like him quite a bit. Um, Dalvin Cook, at the time of our draft, there were thoughts of holdouts. Um, He's always an injury risk. Adam Schefter, I think, said he wouldn't draft him if he was drafting around that time. Uh, So from a guy that went from a consensus top five RB, he came down to pick nine the first round. Uh, Obviously, the upside's there for being a, a top five running back. I don't think we have to worry about the holdout anymore. So good value on that. But at the same time, this is also a guy that's you know last year is the only time he's ever really been healthy. So um, getting his back up, Madison was a uh, very key to that. And uh, to be honest with you, I was so so close to taking Madison right before you took him. Um, I didn't need a running back, but I was in there and I knew that you probably were looking at him, and I had him queued up. And I dropped, I lost the, the draft page as to what, uh, what round that was. But um, if you were at all sitting on pins and needles, hoping he would get back to you, he very nearly did not. Oh, so, and now I wish I would have. Looking back after I took Deshaun Jackson, uh, Deshaun Jackson is a guy that I've never liked, to be quite honest. He's always been. Every single year my rankings, he's at least 10 spots lower than where everyone else is. So I've never had him before. Um, this year, though, I, you know, took him, you know, with A.J. Green's possible injury issues. Deshaun Jackson, week one against Washington last year, tore them up before he got hurt, you know, 150 yards, a couple of touchdowns. Um, I was looking at a guy that I'd be able to plug in week one, have a huge, huge game. And honestly, I was, wasn't wanting anything more than that. But I thought I might need that week one production. Um now Jalen Rager's back, so, uh, so I actually even just dropped Deshaun Jackson. So looking back, I kind of wish I would have drafted Madison. Probably would have pissed you off, but, um, you know, that that's kind of what happens sometimes. But, um, yeah, definitely some pieces here. Um, how far will Mahomes take you? I think it will be the, the big key. Uh, next up is my team, so Lysol, the sign <laughs> – uh, Dak Prescott, Calvin Ridley, uh, the, the Bengals combo of A.J. Green and Tyler Boyd, which, as I mentioned in the league trade block, which no one ever uses, but I always do. Uh, definitely open to trading one of those guys. Uh, not really, wasn't trying to go into the draft uh, coming out with the Bengals top three offensive options, but that's what I have at the moment, so definitely open to diversifying that a little bit for a, uh, for similar players. So if anyone uh, particularly likes any of those guys, uh, I'm open for business. Um, but for now, yeah, Ridley green and Boyd is top three receivers uh, running back as always is my strength. Uh, as I mentioned, Joe Mixon was definitely my target in the first round. I think he's going to have a huge year with uh, improved uh, Bengals offense. And then uh, Josh Jacobs, the only guy in, in Vegas also, um, a guy that I think has you know top, you know, could get into the top five running backs uh, without it being too much of a stretch. And then uh, David Johnson, who um, honestly I took because uh, I'm a big believer in tier based drafting. And uh, when my pick came around the fourth round, David Johnson sitting there is the last kind of bell cow running back available. The guy is definitely gonna be a three down running back. Um, and especially on an offense that could be, you know, should be decent. Um, maybe not great, but should be decent. So um, if you took the name David Johnson Alvin, you thought decent offense, three down running back. I mean, that guy is usually going to be gone before the fourth round. Um, week one, he looked good. So hopefully for me, he will remain that way. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely happy with three running backs there. Um, I mentioned earlier Dak Prescott, so I don't need to touch on that anymore. Uh, waited on tight end. Uh, I do think... Um, I did have a goal of waiting on tight end and getting Hayden Hurst later in the draft. But, uh, once again, someone sniped him earlier than I thought he would go. So disappointing for me on that one, which led me then to just completely punt until late, um, and take some of my upside guys, which jar one was kind of my late round target there. Um, we'll see what happens there, but then, um, After the draft, I did go ahead and add the Eric Ebron as well to um, give me another possible upside. There's always guys in that 10 to 15 to 10 to 20 range of tight end that turn into top five tight ends. Those guys have just as much of a chance as anyone else. So we'll see what happens there. Um, And then, of course, the best part of the draft was the the double stack of the Colts defense and Darius Leonard, which if I win the championship will definitely be on the backs of uh, those guys. But uh, clearly, you know, obviously everyone likes their own team. I think uh, my team's strong overall, especially um, especially running back. So ultimately, my success will depend on uh, the receivers. I think Calvin Ridley has legitimate top five receiver upside. So definitely, was ex- very excited to get him. Um, hopefully, he does give me consistent wide receiver one play. Uh, if AJ Green's healthy, that's a, the, the wide receiver two that I wasn't sure that I had, and then, but I think between he or Boyd, someone there was going to be pretty good. I just am not thrilled about possibly having to start both of them every week. And then um, my bench is very rookie heavy, Jalen Rager, Zach Moss, Jerry Judy. um, Rager and Judy, great reviews out of camp. We'll see if rookie receivers can really uh, prove it. And then Zach Moss, who I think is going to be the top running back in Buffalo, could take over as number one guy for them so i think that could be great value there so injury hit one of the first couple guys um moving on to daryl who has not yet updated uh a team name for this season uh so still with the live serial with oj name and then uh let's see so daryl's team lamar jackson at quarterback uh, Chris Godwin, Will Fur- Fuller at receiver, uh, second pick with uh, Saquon Barkley, Kareem Hunt, Zach Ertz, so top tight end, top quarterback pairing. And then, um, you know, beyond that, I think the biggest question for Daryl here is going to be depth. Uh, his wide receiving group would have been uh, possible league winners in 2015. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald, Ted Ginn, Randall Cobb, Danny Amendola, um Julian Edelman, so, you know, some uh, a lot of skin uh, on those guys. And uh, Chris Godwin being the leader, which, you know, when when all those receivers were at the top of their game, Godwin was uh, still at a pedophile state. So, um, interesting group there. Godwin is, uh, you know, I'm very curious to see who shows up in the Tampa offense and if he can um, be as successful as he was without um, Jameis's garbage time with them. From last year but uh, a lot of questions there about the depth for Daryl um, Lamar Jackson if he repeats what he did last year um, it's going to make um, be, lead to some high scores and uh, be tough to tough to deal with um, very top heavy team though Lamar Jackson Saquon Zach Ertz, Chris Godwin so some definite upside um, potential on any given week um <clears throat> Moving on to the middle division, which was named Clown Central. So first is Collins' team, Vaccine Rush, Kirk Cousins, Michael Thomas, Nikhil Harry, uh, Jonathan Taylor, Le'Veon Bell, Kittle, tight end. And then um, he's currently got a group, Darius Slayton, Sonny Michelle, Antonio Gibson, uh, Preston Williams, um, Chris Thompson, who love him in PPR, but I could see value. um, Possible flex play uh, in our league as well. Just not really, um, probably not a lot of touchdown upside for him. Uh, But yeah, here, um, you know, first round Michael Thomas, you know, best receiver, you know, by far, um, PPR stud, but even standard league stud as well. Um, Can't go wrong with him. Jonathan Taylor, uh, you know, I think definitely takes over the starting job. I think the biggest thing for him will be avoiding fumbles, which was a problem for him at times in college. Um, but if that's not an issue, then he's uh, the running back for a good offense and uh, could have a, a huge year. Le'Veon Bell, um, and just a guy I had no interest in, in drafting at any point um, ever since he's left Pittsburgh. Um, the, the shines definitely kind of come off, but last year you had to draft him late first early second round this year. Uh, I assume he probably went the third or or the fourth. Um, So we'll see. It's probably a decent value range for him. Um, Definitely some, a little bit of luck with Antonio Gibson um, turning into kind of a starter. Uh, Sony Michelle also got him late in the draft. Uh, You know, I think Damian Harris was just, I think he had just maybe injured his pinky, but all the talk had been him taking over the RB job in, uh, in uh, new England. But honestly, uh, one of my yearly draft thoughts is do not draft new England running backs because it's a uh, very frustrating. So, but we'll see what happens with Sony Michelle. Um, I love Preston Williams. He's a guy I actually was uh, hoping to grab later in the draft as well. Um, but didn't, was not able to do so. But, um, yeah, so waited on QB Kirk Cousins is your guy. Um, I say good luck with that. Uh, not a not a fan of Cousins. He was not in my even top twenty of quarterbacks to draft. Um, and then not sure that <coughs> Green Bay in Week One is the best streaming matchup either. But you know, you do you. So more on that later. Um, next up, running positivity. So Jeff. Uh, Deshaun Watson, Devonte Adams, Cooper Cup, uh, Kenyon Drake, Raheem Mostert, Darren Waller, uh, John Brown, Philip Lindsay, Debo Samuel, Matt Breda. Uh, uh, overall, you know, definitely a solid team here. Uh, Deshaun Watson was kind of hinted earlier, kind of the last top-tier quarterback that would have been on my list to uh, make sure I, I came out of the draft with. Uh, Devontae Adams, one of the two receivers I would have taken in the first round. So, you know, strong up top there. Cooper Cup um, down on him this year a little bit, especially for a standard league, but um, certainly upside there. Um, scored a lot of touchdowns last year. That's probably not going to happen this time, but, you know, we'll see. Kenyon Drake, really like him this year. Raheem Mostert, I, I had him higher than ECR, so I definitely like those guys as running backs. Um, Darren Waller, uh Curious about him this year. I wasn't planning to draft him, but I did still have him as a top five tight end to pick. Uh, You know, so very interesting to see what what happens with him this year. Philip Lindsay is going to get a lot more play in Denver than people thought preseason. Debo Samuel, big fan of him. Once he's healthy, he should be a reliable uh, wide receiver two or three. Um, John Brown, don't know what to expect of him this year. Love him as a player, though. Uh, so, So good pieces on this team as well. Um, and then looking at, uh, autoimmune draft for David. So he's got Kyler Murray at quarterback, DeAndre Hopkins, Miko Hardman, um, although that probably Allen Robinson would have been your second and Tyler Lockett is your actually second guys there. Um, yeah, Hardman Hardman's your upside later round pick. Unfortunately, starting lineup didn't work out so well. Week one, uh, Christian McCaffrey pick number one, um, led you to, decide he could wait on running back for quite a while after that so McCaffrey's good enough to be two starting running backs on his own so I kind of get it but it is disappointing to have your next guys up be you know DeAndre Swift, uh, Tevin Coleman, Tariq Cohen, um, Devine, Ziegbo so uh, running back depth not something to be too excited about there Um, Swift and Coleman gonna require injuries to Other guys to be reliable, Cohen in the standard league, I don't know, Um, which my favorite, side note, my favorite fancy team name that I saw online this year that I definitely wish I would have come up with it on my own, so I would have used it, but similar to Frank coronavirus, but I mean, Tariq Kohenavirus, I think that was the the slam dunk fancy team name for this year um, that uh, no one in our league took, so um, feel free. All right, so continuing here, and just in case this sounds really choppy, um, I just learned here as I tried to click back to pause for a moment that uh, this podcast site automatically stops audio recordings at 30 minutes. So, uh, fortunately, I kept talking for a while beyond that. Luckily, not too much longer, Um, but I do think I lost... uh, at least, well, I don't know, I probably a, a few minutes, maybe up, upwards of 10 minutes of uh, of talk. So, um, at least I know now. So, making a mental note, looking here at my computer, one forty six a.m. Uh, Eastern Time. So, staying up late to record this for you guys because uh, it is uh daughter's birthday was today. My birthday is on Sunday. A lot going on. Wife doesn't really approve of me stepping away from parental duties to record fancy football podcast, especially when I've got some other projects I'm supposed to be doing, so that's why I'm here late at night uh, doing this. But anyway, um, going back to um, where we were, let me get back to uh, the screens that I was looking at here. So apologize for rambling, but I believe the next thing I was moving to, I think I just finished talking about David's team. If I lost something, um, there, sorry about that. Um, but then the next team up to look at was, um, Cuddy's asymptomatic carriers. So here we've got Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, uh, Mari Cooper, uh, you know, initially drafted Kenny Galladay, Cortland Sutton. Unfortunately, both those guys not looking good for week one, um, but usually Cooper, Galladay and Sutton, that's going to be a pretty good wide receiver group. Um, pair that with Derrick Henry is definitely an elite RB one. Miles Sanders has uh, definitely high end RB one upside. I'm not sure I'm buying into it, but um definitely, Solid value for early second round. Definitely good job grabbing a lot of a lot of guys there in your first um, in the first five rounds with Henry and Sanders, Galladay, Sutton, and Cooper. Um, definitely great um, value. Good players with the uh, the most important spots. Um, Evan Ingram at tight end was a guy that I didn't have any interest in this year. Um, oddly enough, there's a lot of mouth to feed for the Giants, and other than Saquon Barkley, honestly, I don't think any of them are all that great. So really curious to see if he or anyone can really stand out in that offense, if it's even any good. Um, it is the Giants after all. Uh, Chris Herndon tied in that I think is definitely in that group of guys, you know, not in that top typical top 12. that could easily break in have a top, definitely top 10, you know, maybe into that up to that five or so range. Um, so definitely a late-round guy I like. David Montgomery got him a little bit of a discount due to the injury concerns leading into the season. Brandon Cooks, wide receiver I liked uh, targeting later. Um, Leonard Fournette, um, you know, took him earlier in the draft maybe than you had to, but there's a lot of uncertainty there. Maybe he becomes the the goal linebacker for Tampa, and that would obviously be good for you. So we'll see what happens with that. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, this team, as I mentioned, strong. at skill positions whenever they're healthy. Um, of course, not really a fan of Aaron Rodgers. He, um, like Kirk Cousins, wasn't a guy that I had anywhere near my draft list. Uh, I assume maybe week one, Minnesota, you're looking at obviously streaming. Um, Minnesota secondary is pretty awful last year, so they can only get better. But Aaron Rodgers also is with a team that um, decided they want to run the ball and use first-round picks on quarterbacks that won't play for three years so I'm um, not sure what's going on with Green Bay I know a few of you are Packer fans least I think you are so um, hope you enjoyed your years of success because uh, things I think are you're definitely on the on the downward uh, slide with things right now with, the, with whatever's going on up in Wisconsin Um. so yeah moving then on to the last division, so Donk West, here we have um, another team, uh, Patrick, who needs to get the the name updated, um, but uh, a team that I think is pretty good. Uh, Russell Wilson, the quarterback, is definitely one of those top four or five guys that uh, I definitely would have um, targeted. Tyree Kill the a top wide receiver. DK Metcalf, who I think in standard league could have a really big year. Um, he's definitely the the go-to end zone target for Seattle. and um, So a, a good good combo there with those two guys. Aaron Jones definitely should have some touchdown regression from last year, but still he is the lead guy uh, for a run-first offense that should be okay, I guess. Um, definitely a guy you can probably rely on as an RB1 most of the time. Um, Mark Ingram, um, definitely going to have to fend off jk dobbins but i think he still will at least have 50 percent of the, the starting job for as long as he's healthy and uh and, and that should carry with it you know any given week the chance at two or even three touchdowns for for huge weeks but you're also probably gonna see some you know weeks where he gets about four points and and that's what you get uh, mike evans uh, you know adding to a great wide receiver group and then uh some later depth Jarvis Landry better in PPR but you know for a fourth or fifth wide receiver could definitely do a lot worse um Michael Pittman LaVisca Cheneau, who was actually a I think he was a free agent pickup after the draft but a guy that um is definitely coming up the ranks a little bit and the guy I moved into my top 50 which is definitely in the draftable range uh by by draft time so you know he could he's an interesting guy he has some upside Michael Pittman, uh, I don't know if he's going to be a guy early in the season, but I definitely think he's got some potential uh, as well. So for the guys on your bench, definitely good values there. Um, running backs, you got got on Johnson, Marlon Mack, two guys that are kind of on the way out of the starting job. Then Daryl Henderson, um, who appears to be part of a two- or even three-way committee in uh, for the Rams. So, See what happens there. Um, obviously, going to need a new kicker since uh, Matt Gay got cut. Um, Tampa continues their run of drafting excellent kickers that uh, stick around for a while. Uh, so, I guess I think that's the first kicker comment I've had, um, other than I'm definitely disappointed you guys didn't support the uh, neutering kickers rule. Uh, I think that uh, I guess there's some element of fun to that, but I just uh, would rather not have a kicker be responsible for winning winning uh, on any given week. Um, and I say that as someone who actually benefited from that, I think probably at least two times last year, I won games simply because I had a kicker go crazy. So um, not to be a hypocrite, I just, I, I don't like it. So side tangent, hopefully in the future, we, uh, you know, adjust that around a little bit. Um, but yeah, no, so definitely solid team here. Definitely on the top end. Um, apologize my dog is barking at me because she needs a, uh, attention so uh, moving on to next team so frank coronavirus tim meadows uh drew Brees, terry mclaurin michael gallup uh, ty hilton uh receiver and then running backs nick chubb austin eckler uh, todd gurley and then tied in hayden Hurst. so you were the the guy that took my late round tight end target and then followed that up with gronk um so, interesting pairing there. I think Hurst is honestly the the most likely guy from those drafted outside the top six or seven that could easily have a top three tight end season. Um, he's stepping into that Austin Hooper spot. They don't really have anyone other than Julio or um, Calvin Ridley. So, I definitely think Hurst is going to have a huge year. T- gave up a second-round pick to get him. So, um yeah, definitely. He was a guy I really wanted to come out of the draft with, assuming I didn't get Kittle or Kelsey early, which I knew likely was not going to happen. Um, and then beyond that, got some upside guys, Brandon Ayuk. Um, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to happen for him this year. Uh, we'll see. Obviously, San Francisco likes him, but I don't really trust Kyle Shanahan, to be quite honest with you, for fancy purposes. Uh, Brian Edwards. Definitely got a lot of buzz. This camp went on. He was a guy that I was looking at later in drafts. And, you know, I think for a rookie receiver, um, has definitely has some upside there. Could now produce Henry Ruggs this year. So it'll be really interesting to see what happens, uh, with the Vegas receivers. And that, of course, assumes that they get decent quarterback play, which is, uh, no guarantee, especially if, uh, Marcus Mariota takes over at some point. But, uh, love Terry McLaurin. He, He was really good last year. And I think he's, Due for another really strong year michael gallup was a guy like hearst that i was targeting um to pair with dak um so you know he could easily they're definitely splitting up receptions in dallas but um gallup just has as much chance as any of the other guys to be end up being the, the top scorer of that group so uh and todd Gurley is going to have a huge start to the season um, has some weak run defenses lined up so as long as his knee's healthy, he should have a great start to the season, and then we'll see uh, how he's able to hold up as the season goes along. So definitely one of the interesting storylines this season to see what happens with uh, with Gurley. <clears throat> um, moving to Tim Vernon. So Charmin Knights, uh, Josh Allen, a quarterback, uh, OBJ, DJ Chark, do do do, do at receiver, um, Stephon Diggs, C.D. Lamb, and then Zeke and James Conner at running back, who, um, as I'll mention later, forms it gives, gives you the best running back combination in the league. Um, I had James Conner; I think was a usually ADP around. Uh, I think he'd crept into the early 30s, late 20s, but I had him as a top 15 pick and um, top 10 running back. So. Health is an issue there, but if he's healthy, he's going to have a huge year. So him and Zeke, um, yeah, give you the best running back pair in the league. Uh, OBJ, uh, we talked a little bit through email. Um, he's a guy I moved up and down. First, I had him right at ECR. Then I moved him down because um, I didn't believe it. Then I changed my mind and thought that, you know, this guy actually, for anyone outside the top few guys, has as much chance to be the number one receiver as anyone else in, in, in the league. So he should be drafted higher um, ultimately he's the guy that I knew i wasn't gonna take where I put where I picked at 10 and 14 but uh, if he would have been there early round three um, was definitely on my radar um, so um, he could have a big year no fant um, not, not not a big fan of him uh, i'm just a little bit nervous about drew Locke's ability to do anything with denver and um bond miller's injury hurts that defense so i think denver is a sneaky candidate to really disappoint this year oh and i skipped over jordan howard who uh seems like a fancy afterthought but honestly he's a guy that for getting in the later or mid rounds has, has legitimate weekly rb2 upside and I, I think the dolphins even have a chance to have a Somewhat decent offense, and if they get the ball inside the five, Howard's getting it. So it's a guy that he can have a 10-touchdown season, and that's going to be solid RB2 for sure. Um, so, yeah, good depth there at running back. And then um, death wide receiver, CeeDee Lamb, Allen Lazard, Sammy Watkins, who we just learned you just always play in week one and then maybe don't have to again after that. Tyler Eifert would be better if he was still in Cincinnati. Um, he's actually not even starting for Jacksonville. So it's probably a guy that you're probably going to drop, um, pretty soon if you, um, after this, but, uh, let's see. But yeah, definitely a strong team here. Um, Josh Allen, one of the big storylines for the year in general, but fancy wise, um, can he improve as a passer? as Stefan digs, a quarterback or receiver now? Um, obviously he's got the running ability, but if he steps back at all with the rushing, it really hurts his value. Um, you got Zach Moss there, so maybe he can, um, and, uh, just Buffalo in general, is this the year they can step up, you know, in the post Tom Brady era in new England. So, um, I'm going to be a Buffalo fan this year. I'm, I'm excited to watch them. I'm hoping they can do well. Um, very interesting, uh, storyline. <clears throat> Um last but not least, uh Matt, Odell, Beckham, and Eggs. So another team that needs a, a name update. Here we got Matt Ryan, uh paired with Julio Jones, Adam Thielen, DJ Moore, Deontay Johnson. So there's your best wide receiver group in the league for sure. Um you know, Julio definitely gonna be top two or three receiver. Thielen, love him this year because he's gonna get all the targets in Minnesota. Um, so even in standard, I think he's going to, he's going to be huge DJ Moore, I mean, another guy that's in my top 10 wide receivers. So you got three of my top 10 receivers this year on your team, which is great. Deontay Johnson. I wasn't necessarily a guy that was big on him this year, but I know a lot of people are. Um, so yeah, those are your, your four receivers. Um, Clyde Edwards, helaire is a first round running back. Definitely some questions before the draft about him, especially for a standard league. But um, man, he was huge in, in week one, so he's looking like um, he didn't he didn't play the third down or passing round passing back role, so you almost feel like there's even more. Um, and plus he was like zero for seven on goal line carries, so um, could have had a, a bigger week than he did. Um, yeah, he's your your Belko back, Cam Akers, Man, it looks like he's a part of. I, I liked him. I had him ranked like number twenty four or so. Um, but he's a Looking like the part of a, a ugly committee, and if he emerges, that will be great. But I don't know if that's going to happen anytime soon. Damian Harris, who um, had a lot of buzz in training camp, but now is on the IR, and um, looks like it may not happen for him this year. If it does, definitely will be later. Um, we'll see if Sony Michelle still around whenever Harris comes back, and um, I don't know. We'll see about that. Uh, three tight ends. Tyler Higby uh, finished the year great without Gerald Everett. I think the Rams are gonna run a lot of two tight end sets this year, so I think he can definitely deliver on top ten uh, uh, tight end potential. Um, Mike Gisecki, uh definitely a, a guy, another one of those guys in that kind of ten to fifteen or so range of tight ends that I think has upside to get break into the top ten. Uh, upwards of you know five or so. But I think there's definitely a, a low floor with him, too. Dallas Goddard, um, part of the tight end rotation at Philadelphia. Again, they don't really have a whole lot at wide receiver. So um, the rare instance where a second tight end um, could produce. So maybe one of those guys, or maybe a streaming committee of those guys, turns into a, a weekly contributor for you. So... Um, yeah, so definitely lacking some depth at running back, but it looks like you at least have an elite RB1 and then, uh, the best wide receiver group in the league. So a solid group, uh, there. All right. So that was my run through each team. Um, want to kind of quickly... Move over to the fan mail. So let me pull up my email, which I thought I had. So apologize about the delay again. So got a couple responses. Um, You know, I mentioned Cuddy sent over the list of um, kind of reaches and um, kind of value, at least compared to the uh, Fancy pros ECR. So I think it's a cool tool that, uh, I think he should definitely share with, with everybody, um, after this. So Cuddy definitely reply all with, uh, with that list. I think it'll be interesting, but just a, a quick look at that, uh, your top, top guys that were we'll four. we talked about Nikhil Harry, almost a hundred picks above ADP. Brandon Ayuk was 54. Alan Lazard, 52. Um, you know, Paris Campbell, Jameson Crowder, Darius Slayton. Um, your Chicago defense: Hawkinson, Higby, kicker Justin Tucker. So those are the kind of your, the biggest reaches uh, in the draft. Best values uh, down on the other side: um, Damian Harris, 110 picks after ADP, but again, he was kind of rising and thought to be the guy for a while right up before our, our draft. Whenever he was hurt, so definitely can see why you know that value. Looks to be what it is. Ben Roethlisberger, who I love this year, but he uh, also has already been cut in our league. But uh, definitely a good streaming option at quarterback. Some of your uh, handcuffs, Tony Pollard, Boston Scott, Chase Edmonds, um, Madison, Singletary, Latavius Murray. So um, some of those, um, a lot of running backs that are kind of like the second fiddle uh, in the value range um quarterbacks defenses let's see the best value that I really like I mean Gronkowski uh, went 41 picks after ADP which I think is interesting just based off name recognition um I guess you know he definitely probably is a tight end or a touchdown dependent tight end this year to be relevant but I think he's going to score a lot of tight a lot of touchdowns but also, there's you know plenty of injury risk there, so I get it. But um, definitely good value on him. Um, Antonio Gibson, up at 21 picks later, um, even better value now in hindsight. Um, so an interesting list overall there. And then I went back and had him kind of break it down by team and see kind of overall who had the best value from their picks. So that list teams that did the best value wise. Um, so it was lock it down. Um, average about 15 picks better. Asymptomatic carriers, mama, mama, my Corona, uh, true and gravy. You like the sign Odell Beckham and eggs uh, running positivity, autoimmune drafts had the positive ones. And then the guys who on average a little bit more reaching, Frank coronavirus, Charmin Nights, Life Cereal, and a vaccine rush. So um, as far as value goes, I thought that was an interesting uh, chart um, to look at. So yeah, thanks for putting that together, Cuddy. And then just want to see if I missed anything else. So also from, from Cuddy, hot take, uh, OBJ returns to form this season. And uh, matches his production from the his Giants days, uh, new coaching staff, uh, gets him better involved, utilizes him better. He was injured last year, Baker Mayfield, definitely going to take a step forward, but um, maybe he does. So um, I agree. I, I mentioned earlier that of the guys not taken in that first round, he's got upside of being the top overall receiver. So um, that upside is there. So there's definitely that ceiling. Then his floor is probably still even as a wide receiver, too. Maybe an inconsistent one. But, um, yeah, definitely high ceiling there. I can get on board with that. And uh, he said he regretted taking any Broncos. And, yeah, I mean, I still love Jerry Judy, uh, obviously, since I I took him. But there's definitely some concern uh, with Denver at the moment. And then, um, let's see. Yeah, I think that's all we had there doing a quick double check on my time. All right, I got 6 minutes before I get cut off on this one. Um next up from fan mail was from uh Jonathan Meadows. So, um he answered all my questions, so definitely typed it out uh, quite a bit, so appreciate that. And uh so his thoughts on top title contenders um, he thought my team and Tim Vernon's squad looks pretty good. He liked my running backs and, uh, and the depth of my bench, um, mentioned Darius Leonard IDP. Um, so we'll, we'll see if an IDP has a big impact on winning a league, not likely, but, um, obviously I took him in the ninth round. So there's some agreement there. Um, saw QB play, um, you know, mentioned the Colts defense, which, um, Definitely a week one play, which is why I drafted them. And, uh, but, you know, they they, they definitely could be a good uh, defensive unit this year. Um, obviously, the biggest question marks for me would be top tier wide receivers um, for for Vernon, um, the bounce of the core. So um, he says after Zeke, there's no one that screams league winning pick, but a pretty high confidence um, factor for pretty much his entire starting lineup. So that obviously leads to a very high floor um putting some words in his mouth here, just kind of reading through. Um, but, yeah, it should lead to him being competitive and winning a lot of games because of it. Um, Mentioned his IDP trio as being consistent, so nice there. Um, also, um, honorable mentions to Rod, uh, Cuddy, and David in that order. Um, as far as least likely to compete or worst draft, Um Daryl and Colin came up lower on his side Um, for Daryl after Saquon running backs are a tough sell, you know, and and I agree. there. kind of touched on that one going over his team. Um, Wide receivers were okay, but mentioned there's having four geriatric wide receivers, which uh, definitely um, I was actually, I actually don't even know what team Ted Ginn's on this year, to be quite honest with you. And uh, Danny Amendola, is is he still Buffalo Detroit? I don't know. Either way, those guys aren't going to be fancy relevant. Um, and Cordell Patterson, so I think obviously a Bears fan. Um, I, I guess, <laughs> I don't know, Cordell Patterson, that's all I can say. So we'll, uh, yeah, no, not even going to try and come up with, with more words there. But, yeah, I, I, I'm in agreement. Definitely some questions about the bench there. But um, a lot can change as the season goes on. Um, Collin's team. Thought there was a lot of reaches and weights on uh, some of his drafts, so he thinks the, the roster is a bit unbalanced. Um, likes the high upside of the bench. Um, Thomas and Kittle are going to be, you know, great at their position, but uh, Darius Slayton, Nikhil Harry, were breaches. I agree. Um, I, I was definitely off Slayton this year as the the third wide receiver for the Giants. It also has Ingram and Barkley. I just don't think there's enough there for those guys to produce at any type of consistent level um Waited forever on quarterback and tight end. So, and then, yeah, relying on two rookie running backs to carry your team. So, um, and then talked about the IDPs not being uh, all that great as well, um, at least at draft time. Biggest draft steal. So, um, once it jumped out to him, David Montgomery. I agree. Um, you know, the injury concern caused him to drop a little bit. Debo Samuel. Um, if he had been hurt for most of the preseason, definitely would have been a lot higher on the draft boards. Um, Nicole Hardman, he liked as a later round pick. Um, you know, If there is an injury in that Chiefs passing game, he's going to immediately become a, a must-start player. Um, but he's definitely a, a boomer bust guy. So um, honorable mention to me with uh, with Zach Moss and Jalen Rager. Uh, I talked about Moss earlier. Definitely think he's um, best RB4 in the league. And uh, a guy that I think is going to be usually a week-in, week-out RB2. And uh, and Rager, love him, love the upside, especially now that he's playing early on. So we'll see what happens with him. Uh, biggest reach, Nikhil Harry in the fourth or fifth round. Uh, and then you know he thought Kareem Hunt was a reach in the fifth round. And with we'll mentioned to Matt picking a, a backup quarterback around the, the ninth round or so. So, yeah, I mean, taking a second quarterback in the top ten rounds, um, I didn't catch that just looking through. But, um, yeah, not a, a strategy I would advise. Um, bold predictions and hot takes. Um, Juju's the second-best receiver on his own team. Um, so, obviously, he loves Deontay Johnson. Um, could see it. Um, I, I don't know. Since Juju's – I think he's going to be in the slot. Uh, with Deontay Johnson on the outside, So that means is going to get the – the number one corners, and uh, so I think that's going to hurt his upside. So I still think Juju is the guy there. I'm just not sure that either one is going to be um, guys you trust to live up to their um, production or projections on any given week. Uh, Melvin Gordon doesn't finish as a top 24 running back. Um, you can definitely see that. I had Gordon down my board as a guy that I wasn't going to draft. A um, couple of reasons behind that. Uh, Justin Jefferson has a slow first half of the season, but awesome second half. Um, maybe, you know, we'll, we'll definitely see. Uh, he was obviously huge in college, but um, he's still behind BC Johnson in Minnesota right now. Uh, we'll see what happens there. Uh, San Francisco returns to three headed committee at running back. Uh, definitely scary for Raheem Mostert. Uh, you know, I mentioned earlier, I don't trust uh, Kyle Shanahan. So, I can definitely see that happening. Uh, hopefully for Mostert owners, and I was a guy who was who would definitely would have drafted Mostert if I needed a third running back around the time that he was getting picked. Uh, you know, he he will be the 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 guy. Of course, he's not going to do what he did in the in the playoffs, but uh, definitely has that upside. Um, no Eagles finished with a uh, thousand more receiving yards. Definitely possible. Deshaun Jackson's not going to stay healthy. Jalen Rager's a rookie, so how can you? What can you trust there? Josh Gordon will catch a pass this year in the NFL, which I think it was the day of our draft that Seattle signed him. So yeah, probably a good bet that one definitely comes through. Uh, Sammy Watkins is fifth on his team in receiving yards, maybe sixth. Um, bold, we'll see. He Obviously had a good Week One, but he had an amazing Week One last year. He's on my team. Loved that. I did not love his you know zeros after that in the the weeks following. So, um, end of this recording coming up, so quick break, and then we'll come back and finish this up. All right, so starting the third and final recording here, this actually went on definitely longer than I thought it was going to be, so um, hope you guys enjoyed listening to What's gonna end up looking like an hour and fifteen minutes or so of uh, content for just our league, um, mostly just me rambling, obviously since there's no one else here. But um, yeah, I've enjoyed doing it. Other than staying up late and uh, my voice getting a little tired, since uh, this is definitely the most I've spoken um, in a long time. So just finishing up with um, with John's. Uh, Thoughts on the season. Um, when answering the question of um, just general draft thoughts, uh, any regrets? Uh, did you wait too long? to you reach for someone? Pissed about draft slot, changing strategy due to the way the board fell, or anything along those lines? Um, so overall, happy with the with the team and the balance. Uh, likes a few high upside guys he has on the bench. Um, wishes he would have picked an RB four a little bit earlier. Um, a couple guys he's hoping would fall to the third that did not like Galladay or the top two quarterbacks, um, pick 12, you know, you felt the strategy was definitely get a one, two, uh, RB combo. And I agree. I think the, the late, late first, early second round is definitely a place to try and grab two of those running backs. But I'd understand for someone that wants to grab an elite receiver there. But for me, I'm always going to go RB, RB, because that's just what I do. Um, biggest reaches he thinks for him were Gallup or Gronk. Um, as mentioned earlier, Gronk was actually a value based on ADP by ECR. Um, and then Gallup, I was definitely going to take him with the next pick if you had not done that. So those are your reaches. I think you're, you're in good shape. Um, so yeah, obviously not happy about picking 12th, um, but it is easy to pick from. So Um, mock drafts are pretty accurate with the the list of guys that would be around so it is easy easy to kind of plan and prepare in those spots and uh, and I agree with that you know I do enjoy taking two guys in a row I think when you're picking at the turn sometimes that makes you reach a little bit maybe get away from your draft board to make sure you get the guy that you want Um, because that's ultimately that's what you know fantasy football is about drafting the guys you want so you know, if you want Jonathan Taylor in the third round, that that's what you do. Um, so I get it. Um, I like picking those for those picks. It'd be better to have pick one, especially in a year where there's a clear cut or you know clear clear cut number one like uh, McCaffrey. Um, but last year, Barkley was a clear cut number one as well. And uh, well, for most people. And so, but yeah. So that those were his thoughts. Um, so any other comments? Just excited to see. Who breaks out off waivers um, every year. There's a guy that um, is rostered in less than 20% of leagues ends up being a difference maker. You know, think back two years ago, that was Alvin Kamara. Um, and uh, you know, at least having the 12th pick means top waiver priority. So for anyone that loses their stud running back in week one and uh, doesn't have the handcuff available, um, he's going to be on team Meadows uh, going into week two. So Uh, Appreciate thoughts, uh, John. Rod promised to send me me follow-up, but uh, he did not. So, fuck you, Rod. And let's see. So, that's the the mailbag. So, last thing I believe I was going to talk about was just then doing a final kind of rating of the league. I guess this will kind of fill in as projections, so um, I went through and ranked each team based on running backs, receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks. I did not rank kickers or defense or IDPs because, honestly, that's stuff's so interchangeable. Um, and then, at the end, I also did a weighted rating um, to determine which team's had the best chance of winning, or I guess at least who had the best drafts, in my opinion. So a little touch on that. Um, definitely in a standard league, I think running back is your most important position, um, the most likely to get touchdowns. In the past, I would have said even upwards is like 50% importance just with that one position, but I have come down off that since you know the league is so much more pass-happy than it was 10 years ago or even five years ago. So receivers are more. So um, experiment with a couple of different weighted ranks there. And um, ultimately I just ran with both running back and receiver grades being about 35% of your team score. And then um, having quarterbacks and tight ends both be 15%. Um, I know we can all, we'll, we'll have a, probably can disagree a little bit on, the value of each of those positions, honestly, if I was going to do it just based on my pure thoughts, I'd do more like running back 40%, uh, receiver 30 to 35%, tight end 15 or to 20%, quarterback uh, about 10% of um, value. Um, this is just simply due to the um, availability and, and streaming options for tight end and quarterback. Um, both of those positions are pretty similar. You have your elite guys. There definitely are advantages if you do get those guys. It does usually sacrifice some depth in the skill positions, which I think are more important. So kind of one of those trade-offs. So if you if you do have the chance to get one of those elite quarterbacks or tight ends and still get top-tier skill position production, then that's how you win the leagues. Um, but um, year in, year out, I typically don't end up with um, a top tight end definitely usually wait there um even though i value it a little bit more than quarterback so um and this year like i mentioned i did go into the draft wanting one of the top quarterbacks this year um, especially if it was dak or um, russell wilson or kyler murray based on draft position so now that being said looking at the the group of running backs um, I think the best running back group definitely um, Vernon's, Sharman Knights. So, recapping there, he's got Zeke, James Conner, Jordan Howard. I've got those guys rated: Zeke's number two, Conner number nine, Howard number twenty-seven. Um, and just a quick note here before I go any further: as far as these ranks go, this is um, this is the the ranks I go by based on drafting. Um, it's not necessarily exactly where I think each guy will finish at the end of the season. Um, And that's especially clear for some of the guys I have later in the 40s and 50s and so on, but more so where am I drafting? Because I have, I value more, um, for example, a high upside backup, your Alexander Madison's and Tony Pollard's and Boston Scott's and Chase Edmonds, like any of those guys, I would much rather have one of those guys on my bench than um, even like a James White or a, in past years, Frank Gore, your Adrian Peterson, like guys who, you know, and those guys, if you, if you have a need for them, if you need a guy to have be your RB two flex, maybe on a given week, I, I understand if that's what you need, but since my draft strategy usually means I have elite running backs, um, I typically don't value those guys all that well. So those types of guys are always lower on my draft list. So, um, that goes into some of these rankings. Um, So I have them, uh, you know, Vernon's group as the clear-cut number one running back group in the league. And then the next three spots, I think, are all kind of tiered together. I ultimately ranked my group as second uh, with Joe Mixon, who I have at six, Josh Jacobs at eight, David Johnson at 17, and Zach Moss at 26, um, followed by um, Cut East group, Derrick Henry, Miles Sanders, Leonard Fournette, David Montgomery, Boston Scott, And then Rod's group of uh, Kamara, Carson, Kamara, I have five, Carson, 13, Dobbins, 25, Latavius Murray at 32, Darrell Williams, 51, Carlos Hyde, 52. So, um, so yeah, so looking at those groups, I think I've got two top 10 running backs. Um, you know, Rod's got, you know, Kamara and Carson at five and 13, and then, um, You know, Henry at four and Miles Sanders, my number 14 running back for for Cuddy. Um, So, definitely, all these teams have a top, strong top two. I like my third guy a little bit more than the others, and then in in third and fourth guy as well. But um, I think reasonable people could rank those groups um, in different orders. Um, The next tier I've got uh, is the next four. So, here I ranked fifth. Um and again, I think anyone reasonable can move any of these four teams around uh based on personal preferences. But in general, um fifth I have running positivity with Jeff. He's got Kenyan Drake, my number 10, Ray Mostert, my number 18, Philip Lindsay at 33, Matt Breida at 58, uh, Frank Coronavirus, um Nick Chubb. This is one guy I was really down on, really too far. I got him a number twenty. Um I know last year he, I think it was second in the NFL at at 1,400 rushing yards. But um, once, like I mentioned, when Kareem Hunt came in, he became a low-end RB2. So that was not a guy that I had any interest in drafting, you know, in the first or top of the second round. Um, But I could see where someone could think he has a big year. Um, But he was, I was, there were 19 running backs I would have taken before Nick Chubb. So that was just my personal opinion two of those guys, uh, Austin Eckler, at number 15, Todd Gurley, at number 19, uh, on your team. So still have three top 20 running backs, which is obviously pretty good. And then, uh, Adrian Peterson, I had at 48. That was before he was released. He's probably honestly still around the same spot. Even with that, um, drafted Devonta Freeman had number 62, um, cut him, have James Robinson now. So good, good free agent pickup. We'll see what he can do in Jacksonville. Um, Seven is uh, Collins, Vaccine Rush, Jonathan Taylor, number 16, Le'Veon Bell, 21, Sonny Michelle, 47, Antonio Gibson, 57, definitely a guy I would have had higher now, uh, Chris Thompson at 43, um, and then Patrick's True Biscuits and Gravy with uh, Aaron Jones at 12, Mark Ingram at 22, on Johnson, 39, Marlon Mack, 37, Gerald Henderson, 44, so um, like I said, I think you can move a couple of those, you can move any of those four around on your personal preference, but I had to give them numbers in order to come up with my ranking. So that's how I ranked them. Um, Then I had a next group of three and this couple of these teams are, you have your, your top elite guy, but then not a lot of depth. So nine, I went with Daryl's group life serial who had, um, you know, Saquon Barkley at number three, but then your next two guys are Ronald Jones at 30 and cream hunt at 31. So not a lot of depth there. Not a true number two guy you can really trust. Um, Autoimmune for David, who has, of course, uh, um, Christian McCaffrey. So elite guy there. DeAndre Swift, number 29, which I would definitely have lower now. Tevin Coleman at 36. uh, Tariq Cohen at 46. And uh, Ozigbo at 54. And uh, Mama My Corona, who has Dalvin Cook at 11. Um. You know, he was number nine picking the draft for you. We talked about him earlier. Um, He was a guy I didn't have interest in drafting. Um, So he's ranked there for me, but I get, again, I can see where he could have a higher end season. But even after that, Melvin Gordon at 23, not a guy I was interested in. Devin Singletary, 34, wasn't interested in him. Madison, I put him at 35, but he's your backup to cook. James White at 59, Chase Evans at 55. Those are your kind of, um, your backups, but yeah, so three teams have could have a top have a top elite guy, but the depth I don't really believe in too much. And then I have the clear bottom of the league um, going into week one was Odell Beckham and Eggs um, with Clyde edwards hilaire at seven, uh, Cam Akers at twenty-four, and uh, Damian Harris at thirty-eight. So Harris, or I'm sorry, uh, Clyde edwards hilaire looks great. Um, so. Honestly, he should probably. I would probably now knowing this. Again, I'm going off my thoughts at the time of the draft, but uh, he was great in week one. So it looks like you're you're going to be pretty good for a top end guy. Um, Cam Akers be a lot better if he was your RB three flex or fourth guy that you could trust to come in later in the year. Damian Harris isn't going to be a factor for a while, so really could use a second guy there that you just really don't have right now. Uh, most likely. So, um, to recap, Charmin Knights nice, number one, Lysol the sign number two, asymptomatic carriers three, locket down four, running positivity five, Frank Coronavirus six, Vaccine Rush seven, Trubiscuits and Gravy eight, Life Cereal with OJ nine, Autoimmune Draft 10, Mama My Corona 11, and Odell Beckham and Eggs 12. Moving to wide receiver. Um, so starting with um, the top group, so um, let's see. So mine I had a top three receiver group, um, three, three teams I think definitely stand out with their wide receiver groups compared to the rest of the league. Uh, number one is definitely Odell Beckham and Eggs. so worst running back group, but top uh, receiver group. So, Julio Jones, number three. Thielen, number eight. DJ Moore, 11. Uh, Deontay Johnson at 43. Curtis Samuel, uh, that had to be a typo. 32. That's not right. So, he was he had to have been like 52 or something like that in my rankings. So, I um, had him quite a bit lower. Um, yeah, I mean, elite top three in Deontay Johnson. I mean, pretty good for number four. Um, Patrick, his group at number two. Tyreek Hill at four um mike evans at nine dk metcalf at 21 so that's a a really really good top three and you got the depth and upside with jarvis landry Uh, my my number 42 guy this year and then uh similarly ranked rookie receivers michael pittman lavisca cheneau at 51 and 52 and then uh, david's autoimmune group at number three DeAndre hopkins is your lead guy at number five um, Tyler Lockett, number 20. Alan Robinson, 18. Uh, Jameson Crowder, 44. Michael Hardman, 49. And then you got Dontrell Inman, who, if I remember correctly, is a starting wide receiver for Washington, for whatever that's worth. But he was ranked 90 on my board. Yes, uh, I did have 102 receivers ranked, even though I knew we weren't going anywhere that far. But it just shows you how far down I kind of go. Um, although I will admit, if I'm look, on, being honest, when I'm in that 70 to 100 range and that's they're really not ranked all that well i'm um, definitely not like the top 30 to 40 but um that's what i do and fancy pros makes it really easy to to rank them like that as well so that's why it's done um the next tier i have another group of three for the next tier uh, vernon Sharman knights uh who has uh, obj at number 12 uh dj chart do to do, do, do at 15 uh Stefan Diggs 31 uh CeeDee Lamb 36 Alan Lazard 53 Sammy Watkins 59 and uh, Anthony Miller 48 so my rankings for those guys um great top two both OBJ and and DJ Chark could be top five receivers pretty easily this year I could I believe Diggs I don't know he was a guy I wasn't interested in drafting this year but um very interesting to see what he does CeeDee Lamb um you know gambling on the upside um, I was interested in him. So, um, we'll see. Lazard, you know, Watkins, they're good flyers for later rounds. Anthony Miller is too for that, as far as that goes. Um, fifth, I have Cuddy's asymptomatic carriers, Kenny Galde, very good number six. And you got Austin Cooper, or no, Austin, Amari Cooper at 14, Cortland Sutton at 24. So a good next couple guys. I bring in cooks 34, Paris Campbell at 55. Uh, Mama, my Corona finishes out that group with with their wide receiver uh, group of um, AJ Brown, number thirteen, Robert Woods, number seventeen, um, Hollywood Brown, number twenty three, and then Emmanuel Sanders. At I have him at fifty eight for standard. I just don't think he's going to have um, more than a random what the heck flex kind of upside. Honestly, with New Orleans, He might have a good week or two, but not a guy that I I could see starting on any can uh, type a consistent basis but still I mean you're looking at three top 20-ish uh, players uh, I mentioned during the write-up earlier that I think Hollywood Brown has a definite upside so um, the guy I was interested in drafting this year for sure um, next group I've got four teams mixed in um, and when I keep saying these groups that means that really I think anyone could reasonably disagree on the order of them and can uh, move them around any way they see fit but since I'm ranking them here, seven running positivity. Uh, Devonte Adams, my number two. Cooper Cup was my 28. Um, Devo Samuel 32. I believe it's John Brown, who I had 54. Mike Williams number 70. I think he's you know, he's decent, but he, he's banged up. Um, I wasn't gonna draft him this year uh, for sure. Um, Eight was Rods lock it down crew with Juju at sixteen, Keenan Allen twenty nine. I just I'm never interested in Keenan Allen, um, especially in standard, and then especially this year with uh, with Tyrod Taylor quarterback and I, I don't know I, I I think bad things are in store for that uh for that Chargers offense. Um, Devontae Parker at twenty two. I like him, but I was honestly more interested in Preston Williams like in the forties rather than drafting Parker at twenty two. So I. Tried to avoid him in drafts just for the reason. That reason, because I planned to draft Preston Williams. Um, but he definitely could repeat this year and be pretty good. Marvin Jones at 35 solid. Sterling Shepherd's forty seven. Talked about the Giants offense. I just don't know about that group. Um or what ticks, what you can count on. And then Henry Ruggs. I put him at number forty. I think he's kinda like a kind of a little bit better version of Nicole Hardman. You think he's gonna have some big weeks, um, but definitely some floor games as well. But Um, Could definitely throw him in the lineup some week and definitely put up some huge numbers for you. Um, I gave my team the number nine ranking Calvin Ridley's my number 10 receiver. A little bit higher than ECR, but not that much higher. But um, I, I think he, along with um, OBJ uh, from that group, is one of those guys that could easily be a top five wide receiver. Um, I think he's got huge upside, and if I'm going to have success this year, he's going to need to definitely cash in on that top 10 potential. I've had Tyler Boyd and uh, A.J. Green similarly ranked 25 and 27. Um, Jerry Judy at 37. Uh, Christian Kirk at 38. Um, someone's going to do well in that Arizona offense. I like the value of Kirk where I got him late in the draft. Jalen Rager at 46 to John Deshaun Jackson, 45. And as I mentioned earlier, it's the only time I've ever had him higher than his ECR, which usually was not barely drafted. But uh, I thought he was a good week one play before Jalen Rager apparently came back early from injury. Um, and then number 10, Frank Coronavirus, uh, Terry McLaurin at 19, Michael Gallup, 26, T.Y. Hilton, 30, uh, Brandon Ayuk, 57, uh, Brian Edwards, 50, Golden Tate, 60. So McLaurin and Gallup, definitely guys that can outlive out you know outproduce where I have them ranked. T.Y. Hilton wasn't interested in him this year. Um Phillip Rivers just doesn't really have a history of passing to guys like him. And he's another year older as a speed receiver. Um, so yeah, I wasn't interested in him, but you know, he could definitely have a big year. And then some IU and Edwards, the upwards play, uh, upside plays, definitely one of them could hit, especially Edwards. Um, we'll see. And then I have a clear bottom, two, with um, Vaccine Rush, Collins Group. But it's weird because you got Michael Thomas, the best overall guy. But then your, your second, well, you love Nikhil Harry, who I had, number 77. Honestly, I admit that was probably a little bit low. But I, I just don't think he's going to do much this year. And uh, definitely not a guy I want as my right receiver, 2 He'd be more a guy I would like to have as a four or five with upside to maybe become something. Um, but you're going to be counting on him if you want to do well. Uh, Preston Williams, I did mention I liked him. I have him number 41, so he's your number two guy to me right now. Um, but I think even before him, you drafted Darius Slayton, who's my number 76. Once again, the third Giants receiver, I just don't see it. Um, he was good last year when some of those guys were injured. Um, I don't see it this year. And then Justin Jefferson, 73. Um, Meadows likes him. Maybe he's the second-half season guy. But we'll see if he can step up and produce at any point. And then the worst wide receiver group is uh, Daryl's geriatric group. The uh, Chris Godwin, number seven. Will Ferrell, Fuller, 33, which he looked great in week one. But with him, the question is always is, can he stay healthy? Definitely doesn't have a background doing that. Julian Edelman at 39 um probably can outproduce produce that but um also always banged up and no longer has uh, tom brady and then he's got Cordell patterson larry fitz who i don't even have ranked uh, larry fitzgerald's my number 74 um i had him last year and he's just really slowed down i, I, I don't see it ted ginn another guy I didn't have ranked Damien amandola didn't have ranked. once again that means not even my top 100 and uh, randall cobb who I actually do like number 56 um I think he's got a chance to produce in Houston, especially with uh, an injury or two. Um, So to recap, wide receivers, number one, um, Matt's group, Odell, Beckham, and Eggs, Patrick, number two, David, number three, Vernon, number four, uh, Cuddy, number five, uh, Neil, number six, uh, Jeff, number seven, Rod, number eight, me, number nine. Um, Meadows, number ten. Um, uh, Eleven was uh, vaccine rush. Who was Colin and uh, and then Daryl at number twelve. Uh, tight end, we've got. Um, I didn't really do tiers here, but I mean, there's definitely a top top. The top two are definitely clear advantages over everybody. So Rod's got. Travis Kelsey, so he's got the number one spot. And then um, number two was Colin with George Kittle. And he's got TJ Hawkinson as an upside guy to boot beyond that. Um, David at number three has my third-ranked guy, Mark Andrews. Um, Daryl has my number four guy, Zach Ertz. Um, Number five, I went with... Uh, Tim Meadows, uh, Frank Gronavirus with Hayden Hurst, who I mentioned I love, but him and Gronk, I think you're definitely going to have a, at least a streaming combination there. If not, uh, and I mentioned earlier how much I love Hurst this year. Uh, sixth was Jeff, who has my number five guy, Darren Waller, in addition to Austin Hooper, who I had no interest in this year. He was down number 22. Um, I'm just not buying anything Cleveland Browns offense, I guess, maybe other than Beckham, if all goes well. Um, after that, I had Matt Odell so beckham manage he's got Tyler Higbee, uh, Mike Jacecki, Dallas Goddard, um, Cuddy at number eight with Evan Ingram and Chris Herndon. Um, I gave myself the number nine grade uh, with only Blake Jarwin at the time, who I have as my number 10 tight end, because I think he's going to be a top 10 tight end this year with, with upside, but... Uh, I could easily see where any of you think that I have the worst one, but that's also why I actually did separate tiers out a little bit here. So there's a top eight and then the bottom four, which started with me, um, Patrick at number 10 with Hunter Henry. Who's my number 11 tight end. Mama, um, my, my Corona is number 11. He's got Jared cook. Who's my number 16 and Johnny Smith. Who's my number 15. Um, Johnny Smith I actually like, I think he's another one of those guys that could have a big year. Um, jump into that top 10 range um, but definitely not a guarantee and then Jared Cook scored a lot of touchdowns last year that I I uh, think there's a lot of regression Emmanuel Sanders is there now Alvin Kamara was banged up last year I think he's gonna be a lot better so um, I'm not buying Cook um, this year and that's my ranking for him and then um, Vernon Sharman Knights is my last tight end group because he's got My number 20, Noah Fant, however you say his name. Um, Denver offense, and I just don't know about him. I know he had some flash games last year, so um, maybe it's a bit harsh to have him down that low. Um, And then Tyler Eifert, who was my number 25. So um, those two guys combined, has them coming in uh, last. I'm trying to speed on to quarterbacks here because I've only got – three minutes left damn it i'm gonna have to go into another one probably um quarterbacks of course my my corona number one with um patma uh, with Mahomes. homes uh, Life cereal daryl's got number two with uh with lamar jackson uh Dak prescott gives my team the number three uh, patrick has my number four russell wilson david has my number five kyler murray um Running Positivity, Jeff has my number six, Deshaun Watson, along with Carson Wentz, um, who's my number 14. Rod's got my number seven. I'm sorry, he's got my number eight, Tom Brady, but I gave him a bump up because Cam Newton is number 13 and has some upside. Uh, number eight, Frank Gronevirus with my number seven, Drew Brees. Uh, number nine was Mads Odell Beckham and Eggs with Matt Ryan, my 10, and Matthew Stafford, my 12. I think it's a good pair to, to stream with. Uh, Number 10, Vernon with um, uh, Josh Allen, number nine. Could have a big year, but I don't know if I trust it. Uh, Vaccine Rush at number 11. Kirk Cousins was my number 22. Uh, Mentioned that earlier. Not a fan of that. Obviously, you're probably planning to stream, but I think you can do better than Kirk Cousins. And then uh, the Aaron Rodgers-led asymptomatic carriers for Cuddy. Rodgers was my number 23 quarterback, so I wasn't interested in that. Um, I'm going to have to do one last little 30 minute break here and then do the final quick recap. So, uh, quick stop. All right. So, back to wrap up all the rankings here now that it is approaching 3 a.m. Eastern man, this is really not gonna be fun tomorrow. um, Pulling the rankings back up. So I mentioned earlier that I put together a weighted system uh, based on the rankings that I just read. You know, as I mentioned, I kind of grouped some teams together. So some of these numbers could easily go up and down based on your preference. Um, Ultimately, the the ranking, the weighted percentages I used were um, running backs at 38%, wide receivers 32, tight end and quarterback both for 15. So that gave me, uh, upon putting in all the rankings, this is, I guess, how I graded the draft and thus preseason top picks. Um, of course, I remind everyone, Yahoo thought I had the best draft, so clearly that should be what we all go by, um, which actually surprised me with the rookies I have. But in any case, um, factoring in the weighted ranks, the top team it spits out is actually Rod with a Lock It Down, who came in with my number three running back group, my number eight wide receiver group, number one tied in, number seven quarterback, Um Number two, Tim Vernon, who came out with my number one running back group. Number four, wide receiver. but Number twelve, tight end, and number ten, quarterback. My team saw the sign, came out at number three with the number two running back group. Number nine, receiver. Number nine, tight end. Number three, quarterback. And so many of these were so close. I mean, so I mean literally decimals. Which I guess we're talking about twelve rankings, but um, these are all really close. Cuddy, number four, uh, asymptomatic carries, number three running backs, number five receiver, number eight tight end, number 12 quarterback. Um, Patrick, number five with number eight running back, number two receiver, number 10 tight end, number four quarterback. Uh, Jeff at number six with running positivity, number five running back group, number seven receiver, number six tight end, number six quarterback. So how about that for consistency, five, seven, six, and six. Um, which is how he ends up, I guess, at number what six in the rankings. Um, David, number seven, with number ten running back group, three wide receiver, three tight end, five quarterback. Um, Neil was my number. What we at eight with uh, the number eleven running back, number six receiver, but number three tight end, number one quarterback. Um, I'm sure he would say. Quarterbacks and tight ends should have a higher ranking, uh, higher weight, because obviously that would shoot him up the list. Um, then I have Matt's group, Odell Beckham and a, the 12 running back, the one receiver, seven tight end, nine quarterback. Tim um, Meadows at 10, who had my number six running back group, number 10 receiver group, number five tight end, and number eight quarterback. Uh, Collins' group was number um, 11. With my 7 running back, 11 receiver, 2nd tight end, and 11 quarterback. And then Daryl finishing up last in my rankings with the 9 running backs, the 12 receiver, the 4 tight end, and 2 quarterbacks. So once again, more value to those two, and that shoots up the list. So so yeah, those are the weighted ranks. So I guess uh, congratulations to Rod for... um, Winning the draft and uh, the fantasy season. So um, he will be the guy we all shoot for. Uh, So um, still looking at at divisions. Rod and myself, who I have at one and three in the same division. Along with Neil and Daryl. So um, hopefully um, for the ratings anyway, Rod and we can beat up on Daryl a little bit. And... uh, And make the playoffs in that regard. Um, The middle group has, see, Colin is 11, Jeff at 6, David at 7, and Cuddy at 4. So we'd have to consider Cuddy the favorite from that group. And then the bottom group, Tim Vernon, the favorite there uh, with Patrick in a close competition. And then uh, Tim Meadows and and Matt um, also right in the mix. So, um, after recording all this, did I have that name right? (laughs) I apologize. Um, so, yeah, so that's it. Um, after all, I probably spent just as much time typing, doing uh, some prep and recording this as I did, um, actually typing it all up, but, this was more fun, I think, for me, and I think again it could be more fun in the future with some added commentary from everybody else. So um, I hope you guys enjoyed uh, listening to it, and um, definitely looking forward or definitely open to uh, thoughts on how to improve it in the future. And yeah, I don't know why I kept calling. Tim Meadows, sorry, John, I don't know why, how I did that, but this shows, like I said, I don't know you guys. So apologies about that. John Meadows, um, we even emailed me. So apologize. Um, my attention detail, not good. So take that to grain of salt whenever you're considering how I ranked all these guys. But yeah, anyway, yeah. Thanks for listening. Um, I said I had fun. Good luck to everybody. Um, hope you all, those of you ranked lower, put on your shoulder, chip on your shoulder to, uh, to beat me and um, yeah so good luck everyone we will see you on the fantasy battlefield